Which movie did James Cameron pitch by writing the letter S and two lines? The answer to that at the end of the show. My name's Tom Scott and this is Lateral. A very special welcome to this celebratory episode of Lateral, which I can confirm is the 100 billionth podcast that anyone has put on the internet. So slices of celebration cake are on our way to the guests right now. And they are from Super Saf TV. It is Saf. Hey. How are you doing today? Good, good. Jet lag, but um, looking forward to this. I'm not sure how well I'll perform, but uh, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> it's fine. Get the excuses in early. Like I'm, I'm glad you've been out having a good time. Uh, also, from Electroboom, it is Mehdi. Hi, how are you doing? Doing well, thank you. What have you got going on at the minute? Well, I was just filming before I joined the podcast and some things blew up. You'll see my next video. <laughs> <laughs> and from her own YouTube channel, artist and musician Alice Bagnola. Hello. Hello. How are you doing? What are you working on these days? Well, I slept really well last night and I'm still not sure how I'm going to perform. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely fine. There are no points uh, other than bragging rights, no competition here other than working together to, to find the answers to some interesting questions. Questions that are full of precarious statements built like a house of cards. So let's see who's going to be the ace and who's going to be the joker. We'll start you off with this. Why is this a sequence? Granny Smith... Hello Kitty, a Smurf. I'll give you that one more time. How is this a sequence? Granny Smith, Hello Kitty, and a Smurf. Good luck, folks. Who's Granny Smith? <laughs> Granny oh, Smith is is that is that the like apples, right? Is that brand of apples? Yes. Okay. okay. That is a breed of apple. Breed of apples. Oh. So then we've got Granny Smith. Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty. Hello Kitty. And and then a Smurf. And a smurf. smurf. They all have, like, they're all round, I guess. <laughs> they're all very specific Smurfs colors. Mm. And uh, Granny Smith is green. Yes. Hello Kitty definitely says pink. Smurf says blue. Okay. And that feels like CMY, the CMYK. Well, the RGB, maybe? Of, yeah. RGB. You're, you're, you're thinking technical art. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's like you're, yes, you're thinking yeah. of the color spectrum. It's like, okay, well, what is it? Well, I do have an art degree. That's immediately where I go. <laughs> This is incredible teamwork to start off with. Considering you three have never met before the show, that was a, it was a wonderful series of deductions that unfortunately took you in completely the wrong direction. <laughs> Sorry, okay. so we're not doing. But colors, you are yeah. right that it's it's a physical property of these things, in so much as they're like actual uh, physical things. Physical property. Hmm. Well, beside the apple, the other two are kind of cute, I guess. But yeah. Oh, the auntie auntie Smurf. What was her name again? Uh, Granny Smith. Granny, oh, Granny Smith. Smith, sorry. <laughs> Not Granny Smurf. That's a completely different character. <laughs> no, the, the Granny Smith, as in the apple, then Hello Kitty and a Smurf. This is a bit of pop culture knowledge that you may or may not have here. Uh, I, I probably okay, don't. Stay out of it, I guess. So <laughs> Granny Smith pro is probably a character because the other uh, no, two... No, we are, we are talking about the apple there. Ah. Okay. Hmm. Can we Google... <laughs> He's like straight in. Not, not yet, but, not but yet. at some point can, we might. Uh, can, can we get another clue? Uh, yeah, it's it's very much an increasing order here. Increasing They're all measured order. in the same kind of unit. It's not a, not a real unit, but uh, there's there's something to uh, to. Oh, Smurfs are three apples high. So, which means Hello Kitty Hello. must be two apples two high. Apples high. 
Absolutely and, right. I was wondering <laughs> if anyone was going to have that little bit of pop culture knowledge, which mm. I I only got introduced to recently. Yes, uh, a Granny Smith is an apple, so it's one apple high. Mm. Hello Kitty is apparently two apples high. Um, and also, oh, oh. according to the notes I've got here, uh, is called actually called Kitty White and lives in suburban London. The character has way more than I thought. Um, <laughs> and then, yes, a Smurf is, according to the uh, the show, three apples high. Three apples uh, high. When you say they are apples high, what do you mean? It's their height or what is it? So I never watched the Smurfs. I actually, I'm not sure if the Smurfs were a cartoon first or a t- or a, like a comic book first. Mm. Or a product. Oh, uh, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's an American kid series, so it's a marketing attempt, but yes. <laughs> mm, well... Uh, well done, Ali. Of- you helped us out on that one. I, I, I would have. Well, thanks. Ne- I would have never got that. Like, never ever got that. It only required a complete red herring to start. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. If we didn't have the red herrings, we wouldn't have a show. So, thank you very much. You are, you yeah. are right. Uh, a Granny Smith is one apple high. Hello Kitty is two apples high, and a Smurf is three apples high. The fourth yes. in the sequence would obviously be a Smurf with an apple on its head. All our guests have brought a question themselves, and we will start with Mehdi. As usual, I don't know the question, I definitely don't know the answer. So, uh, Mehdi, over to you. My question says, in Madrid's plaza, the Taurus Laventas, there is a statue of a local man taking off his hat in salute. He's facing the bust of a British Nobel Prize winner. Who was that, and who paid for this memorial? In Madrid's plaza, the Toros Laventas. There is a statue of a local man taking off his hat in salute. He is facing the bust of a British Nobel Prize winner. Who was that and who paid for this memorial? Wow. So we need to know the bust or the guy that's saluting. I feel like one will give us the answer to the other. Yeah. Is it about the Nobel Prize winner or is it about the bust? Because wouldn't it just be the guy then instead of... Oh, they probably weren't alive at the same time to have well, had that. I'm, I'm trying to think of a, my brain has blanked on any British Nobel Prize winner. Like mm. I just don't have an index on that. So yeah, me neither. <laughs> yeah, no. So it's Madrid as as a city, kind of give, giving its thanks to someone who won the Nobel Prize. But why would that be? And and who would who actually paid for it as well? Like, mm. hmm. Where was Madrid? It's in Spain, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're not answering this question, Betty. You've got the answer in front of you. <laughs> oh, yeah. But if the man with the answer is still trying to figure this out. Um, is it, did the Nobel Prize winner commission it? Because that'd be hilarious. It's it's like pat on, pat, pat on my back. Let's 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 get this sorted out. Yeah, I I totally to do. To be that. fair, if you've won a Nobel Prize, yeah, you know what, commission a bust of yourself. You're, yeah, you're fine. I want to be remembered. <laughs> you know that there's some YouTuber out there who has just commissioned a bust of themselves. Actually, it's it's Jerry Rig Everything. If you know his channel, <laughs> oh yeah, you know, take a look at my bust of myself that I created over there. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you actually? 
have yeah. a, did you like get your face casted? Oh, yes. wow. <laughs> uh, I'll be the local man taking my hat off. The- so, yeah. I've also just realized I, <laughs> I have you. a video where there's a, where there's a robot copy of myself. So I literally have that as well from a 3D scan. So, so it's a YouTuber yeah, yeah, thing then, that. is it, right? So we, yeah, just, we a, all, we all do this. Because, yeah. yeah, Zach's is brilliant because it's, it's just outside Dan's house, Dan from What's Inside. And it's just like a yeah, massive... Yeah, he 3D printed yeah. a statue of himself that's like 40 feet high out of concrete. That was hilarious. And just wow. left it in a friend's garden. Um... <laughs> Hilarious. None of those people have won the Nobel Prize, though. So. <laughs> Yet. I'm is it on like it. Nobel Prize for physics, chemistry, or like economics, or peace? Peace sounds obvious now I say about it. Oh, you, you want some clues? Yeah, let's, let's get something. Let's see. The Nobel Laureate? What is the meaning Laureate. of Laureate? Laureate. Laureate. Uh, winner. Oh, winner. Okay. <laughs> you have to make it hard like that, I guess. <laughs> the Nobel Laureate was a scientist... Obviously. Mm. <laughs> so that's not much of a clue. Let's oh, no, because it, it might not have been. It might have been an economist. Actually, economists just got angry at me because they'll say it's a science. Um, and <laughs> it could have been like for peace or something like that. I was thinking it was going to be a wartime thing, but it's, mm. a, it's, it's uh, a scientist. I, uh, did something happen in Spain that uh, this guy helped with the local population or something that the local man is taking his hat off? I can't tell if that, I can't tell if that's you giving us a clue or if it's you just wondering it. Maybe. <laughs> well, see, uh, I, I have the answer, but the answer is the name of a person. I don't know what he did, so I have to read oh, more. Okay. I guess. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking it must be somebody super famous because we'll, we'll recognize. Well, he is famous, have, but you know, okay, famous enough to have a to have a bust in Madrid. Yeah. So he he did something that helped Madrid. Which is why they commissioned this, maybe. Well, the, uh, the clue there is a clue here says that the action of this man indirectly helped the local population as well as the world at large. Mm. How did he well, specifically help Madrid? Uh, the, the statue is in Madrid. I don't know if it's just maybe it's for the whole Spain, right, or the world. <laughs> indirectly right. helped the local population indirectly. So he maybe didn't intend to specifically helped them but whatever he did indirectly helped the local population which is why they've probably built this in his honor i'm trying to run through like spanish history here and i'm not sure i have some clues here but i don't know if the clues are helpful or not it says the statue of the local man is wearing an elaborate coat so what does it have to do with anything textile (laughs) an elaborate coat Uh, weather bullfighting but i'm thinking like it's but then you've got a cake mm, yeah. rather than anything else. And right. I don't know how a Nobel Prize winner would help you. But mm. you do have money. You, you are going somewhere, yeah. Oh, it helped the loaded population. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you are on, onto something. Go with it. Yeah, like okay. this, the first thing Tom said. Okay, bullfighting. Bullfighter. Bullfighting. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Why? Who could have helped out Spanish bullfighting? Like how how far back does bullfighting go? Centuries, I assume. Yeah. So, what did he do that changed it? How can a science Nobel laureate help bullfighters? Uh, is it a medical thing? Like he, like bullfighters yeah, kept oh, getting yes. injured. <gasps> and, there you go. Okay. Uh, Bone mending. He invented the cast. Oh, uh, is it, uh, who is it who invented penicillin, antibiotics? Uh, oh, 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 oh. Because, because if you get gored by a bull, hmm. a lot of the time the thing that's going to kill you is not the wound, it's going to be the infection. 
Correct. Yeah, um, that, that, that's the guy. That's the guy. Go ahead. What's the What's the guy's name? Um, uh, it's in the back of my head. It's uh, Lister, Joseph Lister. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Come on, you can do it. Who invented what you said? What did you say? Penicillin. It's the there. Um, you go. Fleming. It's Alexander Fleming. There you wow. go. You got it. Finally. <laughs> You do have a list well of Nobel laureates in your head. Don't sell yourself <laughs> short. Yeah, but it's indexed by what they've done and not the nationality. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, there we that go. took a while to get. So it's because <laughs> it's because he indirectly stopped people from dying from infections after yeah, yeah. they got gored by bulls. Mm. Wow. Exactly. That's the thing. They live to bull again. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's what that it says. Matadors who had been gored by the bulls had a better chance of survival after Alexander Fleming's discovery of penicillin. So, mm. yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Back to me for the next question then. Waffle House is a restaurant chain that has 1,900 locations concentrated in the Southeast USA. How does one federal agency keep things running under trying circumstances by using the Waffle House Index? One more time, Waffle House is a restaurant chain that has 1,900 locations concentrated in the Southeast USA. How does one federal agency keep things running in trying circumstances by using the Waffle House Index? Keep things running. And Waffle House Index, what is directory? That? So the this is probably yeah, index. What like the location? Do they have access to their CCTV? I don't know. <laughs> mm. That's where mine. How, my, my how many? Going. How many of you have been to or know of Waffle House? Never as a thing. Uh, not me. First time I'm, I'm here, familiar. I don't think I've ever been to one. I've passed one. Okay, good. We we targeted this question perfectly. That's that's great. <laughs> yes. Target demo right here. I do know it's known as a truck stop. Does this have something to do with truckers and the success of the trucking community? Hmm. Perhaps. Mm, not directly, but something you can figure out from Waffle House about because it is a, a truck stop in that kind of place is something about how it operates. So it's not about, uh, I thought the CCTV that staff brought up was a good point, but it's not about that, is it? No, no. No surveillance thing. Okay. So if if it's kind of like a truck stop, so then they can use the index to see like what's going on in terms of uh, traffic and supplies. I don't know. Tourism. If Waffle House is bumping, then this industry is also doing well. And that is... So you are actually a little bit closer with both of those. Mm. Um, There is one specific federal agency uh, that is tracking Waffle Houses as part of its work. What a strange government body. So yeah, I mean, if they're tracking supplies of how things are coming in and out and what the demand is, so what, what, what agency would that be? Under trying circumstances. Under trying like, is it about food in general? The agency involves food, maybe? Hmm, not 
It's not their main part. They'd have to or do transportation. All of these things. Oh my god. <laughs> Let me just go through my index of government agencies <laughs> in my head. Okay, it's not the FAA. It's not the FBI. Is it the FBI? It's not. It does start with F, but that's because it's a federal agency. And that's uh, yes. not really much of a clue at all. <laughs> Feels a little redundant. Do we need F? We could just get rid of the Fs for all of federal agencies. So it's a federal agency that, okay. All right, well, which, which are the federal agencies do you know, Ali? <laughs> that, that keeps things running under trying circumstances. Trying circumstances. Hmm. Uh, so it, like, for example, if there's a natural disaster or something, they get out help to people or something. Hmm? Which agency would that be? Agency of Earthquakes and Natural Disaster? Emergency? Uh, yeah. If, yeah. <laughs> if you don't know the name, it, it's FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management uh, uh, yeah. Authority. I, think. Okay. I don't know if it's agency or authority, but it's, it's, a, it's a FEMA thing. And, well, how does tracking a pancake house... People aren't there? traveling. People aren't doing leisure activities whenever FEMA needs to be working hard. Is it related to... Tourism somehow? Uh, kind of the opposite, really. Um, okay. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, there, there are no doubt some very strange people who would be tourists for this, but uh, not the majority of people. Is it because like in trying circumstances, they want to make sure people have resources and somehow get people to those locations? Uh, not quite. Um, Southeast USA is a fairly major clue here. So they have more like, what do they have? Hurricanes and stuff? Is that, Yeah. Okay, so Southeast, yeah. so it's, they, yeah. they track um, emergency, whenever, if there is a hurricane, they'll kind of see where, where those 1900, is it 1900 stores? 1900, yeah. So there's a hurricane. Now, they'll obviously, there'll be an impact on those stores. So they're tracking which stores will have those impacts because the truckers can't get in. Yeah, it's it's not to do with truckers. It's just to do with the Waffle Houses yeah. themselves. Waffle houses. You know, that's that's close enough, Saf. Yeah. The Waffle House Index is how many Waffle Houses, which are normally twenty four hours, mm. are actually up and operating. They are famous ah. for their resilience, ah. for their getting through no matter what. Like they will try and get supplies. They will open the restaurant in any circumstances they can. Mm. So FEMA has a traffic light system. Green ah. is like Waffle House is open, full menu, everything's good. Yellow is. Eh, Maybe they've got no power. They're still they're still serving. Mm. Uh, red is the restaurant is closed <laughs> because it's severely damaged. We probably need to get some people out there. So Waffle House Index is oh, wow. the shorthand that FEMA unofficially uses <laughs> okay, for that's how badly an area is broken by a hurricane. Jeez. All right, cool. <laughs> that's uh, that's some news to me. Like I had no idea about that, and the traffic light system is an interesting way to to track it as well. I'm going to start using Waffle House as a compliment. If someone calls me Waffle House, that means I'm super resilient. That sounds great. <laughs> You're such a Waffle House. Thank you. Oh, how does that sound insulting? <laughs> yeah. <And> yet... <laughs> oh, have you seen them? They're, they're built like a Waffle House. Like, that sounds rude. <laughs> and yet. <laughs> we go to Ali for the next question. What have you got for us? Okay. okay. In his black and white photography series, Magnetism, Ahmed Mater uses a cubical magnet and a large scattering of iron fillings all around. What is he trying to convey? Again, 
In his black and white photography series, Magnetism, Ahmed Matter uses a, cub a cubicle magnet and a large scattering of iron fillings all around. What is he trying to convey? Well, so we all looked at Maddie here, right? Just, yeah. just oh. the. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I assume. Oh, it's nothing new, but I assume this guy you're talking about is old too. I don't know him, but I assume he's trying to show the magnetic field lines with the magnetic, oh. with the metal, you know, iron. I, I think. Hmm. Hmm. So it's a piece of artwork. Well, I think that he tried to make. I think I might know this one. Is he an artist? Oh. Well, I mean, because he's a he's a photographer, right? So he's taking and oh. he's using. Okay, I think I know, but I don't want to ruin it. I'll let you guys go around and. Oh, circles. okay. You're, you're <laughs> going to do the thing. All right, take take the risk. If if you're wrong, we will gently mock you afterwards. Okay, but okay. Take, <laughs> I can put, take the risk. Gently. Bank that answer. The it's, the uh, the other two of us will try and figure it out. Maddie, okay. what? So. If you put a magnet near filings, will they follow the lines, or will, surely they'll just like glom onto the magnet? Uh, well, it depends on how much you have. If it's on a piece of paper and there is not enough of them, it, they will show the magnetic field lines. But if there is a lot of them, they'll like spike out, like you know, like a clump of filings that spike up. Uh, like I've seen, I've seen these uh, sand clocks, sand timers that. Use that. There's a magnet on the bottom, and the sand is actually metal or iron filings, and that pours it onto the magnet, and they go like this. That's so cool. So, I want one of those. <laughs> yeah. I want one of those for my office. Magnets are just <laughs> fascinating, though. I just love. Yeah. Like since I remember just like being in school and just being fascinated by magnets, you could just spend hours and hours. But yeah. Yeah. And you'll be surprised by the amount of. Free energy videos you get out of magnets <laughs> on the internet that annoys me to no end. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unlimited energy. I will say, Medi, you're on you're on the right track with the field that you're talking about. So the question was, he's trying to achieve right with those, right? So he's but he's not just taking a picture of the magnetic field lines. There's something else going on here. Yes, the picture is representing something, and I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, damn it. Sorry. Ah, Me you know too. What? <laughs> so it, it's it's uh, this is the first question that I'm like, yes. So I'm 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 pretty But I, I might I be completely wrong because there's gonna be pride before a fall here. Yeah, it, that's gonna be so like I was like, oh I was totally wrong. But I I, I, I it's happened I, to me. I think it's I've... happened to me in an earlier show. Um Do, does the sculpture represent the struggles of common human in the society or <laughs> probably not at all. I mean art is subjective. <laughs> Is it representing something physical or something like metaphorical? It is a physical thing. So it's going to look like you've, you've got like the core of an apple or something like that with the, that kind of circular lines radiating out? Or have I got my magnetism wrong there, Maddie? Yeah, well, I mean, it's not going to... Well, when you put a bunch of them on top of a magnet, they'll be like lines going out of the surface pretty much in all directions, like a clump of spikes... I assume. So if you take a photo of that, what could it represent? Ali, I think we need a clue here. Okay. Um, we were already on the right track here, but there are no filings directly next to the magnets, so there's some space around it, and it's all laying uh -huh. on a white surface. So are they trying to go towards the magnet then? And we're, like, uh, from They're, the sides? Or? You had it right. They're naturally forming something and showing that field so what is that natural formation with the magnet in the middle 
represent? What does it look like? Oh, um, it looks like um, Hajj. It looks like the pilgrimage to Mecca. That's the one. We got it. Yeah, so that's the. Because you've got a big black cube in the middle and the filings of the pilgrims. Around, around it. Yeah, so the, the Kaaba is uh, is the black right. cube that you're referring to. And that's right. where uh, Muslims kind of uh, use that as a direction for prayer. So when you go for the Hajj in Mecca, then uh, they will um, be around it. And I, and I remember, I specifically remember seeing this. Uh, it was a really cool piece of artwork where there's this cube and then you've got the filings around it kind of representing um, the Kaaba in, in, in uh, Mecca which you would do during Hajj or uh, Umrah as well, which is uh, throughout the year. So yeah, that's why I was like, oh, I know this one. I know this one. <laughs> but good work. Good work, Tom. Thank you. Thank you for letting us go through that. We we got two light bulb moments out of that question. That was, that was wonderful. Thank you. The magnetism from the central cube causes the filings to form into natural circles, mimicking the pilgrims circling around the Kaaba seven times in an anti-clockwise direction called the Tuaf. Next question has been sent in by a listener. Thank you very much to Joe Zeng. A baby is born, and a few minutes later, she becomes two years old. How is that possible? One more time. A baby is born, and a few minutes later, she becomes two years old. How is that possible? Are we are we counting the pregnancy time as well? Like, <laughs> oh, uh, no, not in not well. Hmm. No, I'm, I'm just to give you a no for that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if it's like an animal, because I know like certain animals have longer pregnancies compared to obviously humans. So we have like nine months. Now, if you count from the moment of like conception or like, I don't know, that's that's what I, that's where my mind's kind of heading. That that's what you maybe... you are you are right that it's a counting okay thing. Okay. This is not some weird science fiction time dilation stuff. You are <laughs> right that it's it's in the counting. Okay. Okay. I, I was imagining the kid was born on a planet that re- revolves around a black hole, so it turns like that, 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 once that's a, a second. <laughs> that's really thinking outside yeah. the box, there, man. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. He's he's going into uh-huh. the expanse, and like we're we're going into like some really scientific stuff there. That's really cool. <laughs> well, is it a kid? We sure we're talking about a baby human, or is that some sort of metaphor or the? pun some for some other is there like a baby goat or something a kid? Yeah, i mean you've got you've got the hang of the show that you should always interrogate those parts of the question yeah. uh, but in this case no this is this is very literal a um the baby is born person. a few minutes later she becomes two years old so it's significant when the baby is born because then something yes. happens to move that clock weirdly if it's the end of the year if it's the end of the year uh, a few moments later it'll be a new year well, it's not, no, a whole year so has to So the baby's go Chinese, because Chinese New Year, everyone turns a year older. Is that right? You are very close between the two of you. You're certainly in the Far East. It's not uh, not China, but yes, this is about a different uh, numbering and ordering system for dates and ages. I know in, uh, is it possible, I know in Japan, I think the beginning of the calendar starts with the new emperor or something. So if they are switching the emperors, maybe they change the year and something happens in that line. There two th- there's got to be two changes. The kid's born and then year one happens. And then right a few minutes later, year two happens. So where does year one and year two come so close together that then if you're born right before that, boom, boom, now you're two. 
<sighs> yeah, you've pretty much got all the parts of here. You just, you haven't quite named the country. You got very close yeah. a couple of times. <laughs> I know how to Google. I just don't know the answer. Okay, so we've we've said China. It's not Japan. Is it um, Korea? Yes, it is. We're at, this is South Korea. So you've all, you've all got parts of this one. Let's let's put all that together. This is in South Korea. How does it work out that someone could be born and then be two years old a few minutes later? The emperor thing you were talking about. Not quite. Okay. You're right. There are two differences going on here, though. Each one responsible for one of those years. So one must be the calendar year. And then what else puts a year ahead? What other lever can Korea pull to change the year? It's a year they want to forget, so they just skip over it. <laughs> 20, 2020. They skip 2020 like everybody else. Like, let's forget about 2020. Could it be like Chinese uh, culture that they don't like uh, number Korean. four? And they're, not, oh, I know, sorry, but it might be something similar in Korea that they don't like some number, so they skip that number. I, I know the number, was it the number four in certain cultures is considered bad luck, so they skip that number? So, yes, you've, you've, I think you sort of said this, Ali. I'll, I'll just put the words in the, in the right order for this bit. Uh, if you're in South Korea, uh, in the traditional system, you become a year older on New Year's Day, regardless of your actual day of birth. So if you were born a few minutes before midnight on New Year's Eve, you would immediately age up. That will get you to one. What gets you to two? So they just age up by year. They don't have to wait. Like it's not from the January to January. It's year to year. Yeah. Yeah. So they, it looks like they're skipping a uh, maybe because I know in, in, in certain Asian cultures, certain numbers are considered or represent something else. So then they will skip over them. Now, I'm not sure if it's like in Korea, but I know in China, because when I'm looking at smartphones, there might be a phone that's got a version one, a version two, then they skipped uh, well, a three and then they'll skip the four because the number four represents, well, it's very similar to the word of death. So then they'll go straight to five. So I'm not sure. Is that also in Korea, South Korea? You are right that a number is being skipped. But uh, you haven't quite got the right number. A little bit of lateral thinking here because you, you've, you've named a lot of numbers there okay. and you've not named the one they're skipping. Well, for that, we need to know the language, I guess. Which, nope. which number would nope. they skip? Zero, one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, which seven, one was that eight, one? Nine, what was what was that first one, Maddie? Zero. Zero. They skip zero. Oh. In the most common Korean system, you start at age one at birth, and so if that happens a few minutes before midnight on New Year's Eve, you are almost immediately two years old oh, after go. birth. Okay. All right. I, I was completely off from the, at the yeah. start when I was like... <laughs> That's okay. I, I, I That's don't know how the show works. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, in South Korea, you are one when you are born. And if that's a few minutes before New Year's Day, you are very soon after two. I think that's generally in all cultures a source of confusion. I always have this debate with my family once in a while that they say, oh, I'm like 51. No, you're 50 because you subtract this from that. And I said, no, see... And then I have to start from zero and come up until they realize that. <laughs> yeah, there is a separate system used for things like uh, the mandatory military service in Korea, where they do count from zero. And also they sometimes use the Western system as well. So it's possible to have three completely different ages, mm. all of which are correct. Last guest question of the show then comes from Saf. Whenever you're ready. Mm -hmm. All right, here goes. A man cut a tiny hole in his window shade. 
It continues to cut out a series of holes of different shapes and sizes, even though the result stayed largely the same. What was he doing? Let me repeat that. A man cut a tiny hole in his window shade. He continues to cut out a series of holes of different shapes and sizes, even though the result stayed largely the same. What was he doing? I can guess. Should I guess? Or... <laughs> One thing I've learned from these questions is that if it's phrased like a man or something like that, this may just be a riddle. This may not be a historical event. This may just be a riddle. Could be. Ah, I mean, go for I it, Maddie. Go for uh, it, Maddie. Take the shot. It, it feels like a scientific experiment. I mean, imagine you're making a hole that is far enough from a curtain or the wall and the light passes through it. It scatters and turns into a circle. So it doesn't matter the shape that you're cutting it. Mm. At the end I was thinking the, something like uh, eclipse viewing or something like that, of like trying to, to cast a, a pinhole camera or something like that. Is that what you're thinking? Well, it's the different shapes and sizes. For a pinhole, the hole has to be very small. If you make it large, well, if you make it too large, then it doesn't matter anymore. But I mean, if it is uh, larger than a pin, I suppose, then the light just scatters from the edges and turns into a circle when it drops onto a wall or a curtain. Is that anything to do with the answer? You're, you're, you're on the right track. It seems we're all thinking that it's light coming through that that he's looking at. The result is the light. Uh, I mean, you guys are you guys are on the right track. I'll give you that. So, what are you trying to let through, and why doesn't the second or third or whatever th- hole make a difference? Because also, <laughs> in my head, this is the sort of situation where where you like so someone's doing a haircut. I'm like, oops. Oh, no, I guess I'll try that. Get a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And Is this that wave, wave particle slit experiment where if you're shooting one particle at a time... I saw that on TikTok, by the way. It's so fascinating, but, but it's, not exact, <laughs> it's not exactly that. But it's, uh, <laughs> okay. that, 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 was, that was really cool. Um, Is the light only on the, the first circle that he cut? And then he's cutting other circles, but the light's only going through that one spot. So those other circles wouldn't matter. Or maybe it's just at nighttime and doesn't matter. <laughs> He's doing this in the dark, yeah, so then no whatever he does has no result. <laughs> exactly. Uh, if an right artist answer. cuts holes in the in the forest to <laughs> no one to see it, is it art? <laughs> exactly. And it's definitely it's definitely a window shade. There's, there's, yeah. So it's it's got to be letting light through. It's not like yeah. I mean that that I think yeah. That, so you guys are on the right track. Yes, it's light coming through. But what? All right, I'm in for clue. Yeah, I'm, I'm in for a clip. Okay, the holes did not make up an overall pattern or design, okay? So yeah, he wasn't sure. trying to make a pattern or anything like that. What would you trying to, What would you be trying to make? There's something that you would cut into cut a window a shade. Well, maybe he's just trying to look out of the hole, and the new hole is not making a difference. He still can't see the same as the other hole. <laughs> Is, is this a scientific experiment? Is this like historical experiment? It, yes, that's correct. It is. It is an experiment, and I can give you n- another clue to. I mean, you said historic scientific experiment. So yeah, I mean, to give you another clue around from this, this feels like um, d- this feels like um, uh, who did the old light experiments? The the the, the, the Newton the, the, did some. Mm, okay. Mm. All right, you, you you get in there. You get in there. Oh, okay. is it is it Newton? It's Medi right. It's it's, it's Newton. yeah. It is it is Newton. But what is he what is he doing? What is he trying to discover? 
Oh God, I'm blanking. What were, what were Newton's experiments, Medi? I'm blanking. Well, I can remember the, uh, you know, the rainbow experiment he did with cutting a slit into a... Yeah. Like yeah. Gonna, oh, is that and he's one? wondering if... So once you have one thing coming into the prism, it's going to split that light. Mm. But adding a second slit or a third slit isn't going to create another rainbow, or is it? But to have a proper rainbow, the slit has to be pretty tight. This one, this one, does it have anything to do with the rainbow experiment or not? So it's Isaac Newton discovering how the how refraction of light works. So you guys oh. pretty ah. much yeah. Already That's basically had it. what so, I said, yeah. totally. Specifically. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, exactly. Isn't that, the, that, so, isn't that the first thing I said, pretty much? Like, the light scatters from the edges? That's... Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll take that, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, it, I win. <laughs> Medi gets one. So Newton abandoned London after the Great Plague and returned to Cambridge, where he experiment, experimented with light and colour. Putting small holes in his window blind during the daytime provided a beam of light... He put a prism in front of it and it turned into an oblong-shaped rainbow of colors. So Mehdi had the rainbow um, set up there as well. Adding more holes to the blind simply extended the length of the oblong. So you guys were really good and uh, you got you got Newton there as well. So well done. I, I, I'll, I'll give uh, 80% of that to Mehdi. <laughs> Thank you. It wasn't a riddle. It wasn't a riddle. It was, it was, it was an actual man. So yeah, good, good work. Good work, team. Which brings us to the last question, the one I asked the audience right at the start. What movie did James Cameron successfully pitch by drawing the letter S and then two lines? Anyone want to take a shot at that before I give the answer? Terminator. I don't know, just... <laughs> That's I mean, well, name some Cameron movies. Someone will get it. Yeah. S and two line is a dollar sign, no? Yes, it is. Oh. S and two line. So, well, that ruins yeah. mine. So, so the dollar sign. S and two. Hmm. Well, he got to the dollar sign eventually. He drew the S first. Starts with an S. Oh, is it like uh, I, the Ocean's Eleven or something? Ocean's Eleven was uh, Soderbergh. Sorry. Yeah. How the <laughs> hell do I know that? I'm no good at movie trivia. <laughs> I'm trying to think of more James Cameron movies. Obviously, we know the the big ones: Titanic, um, Terminator. That made a lot of money. <laughs> Titanic. Did he you, say you've missed you've missed a big obvious James Cameron movie? <sighs> that I still think starts with an S. Nope, doesn't start with an S. Okay. Does not. Might end with one though. Alien. Uh, nearly? Yes. Aliens. Aliens. Oh. <laughs> he took the logo for Alien, put the S after it, and then made it into a dollar sign. And that was his pitch for the $180 million grossing <laughs> Aliens. So thank you very much to all our players. Congratulations on getting through that. Tell us what's going on with you. Uh, we'll start with Ali. Where can people find you? What are you doing? You can find me on my own podcast that is Fitness and Funny. We're called Total Fit Hits. Do you want to plug the channel as well? Sure, yes. And I also make outrageous artwork and music on my YouTube channel, Ali Spagnola. Saf, what's going on with you? Uh, just a lot of lot of uh, videos around tech. Uh, you can find me pretty much anywhere online. Uh, I'm super Saf everywhere. YouTube, Twitter, 
Instagram, TikTok. I'm on all of all of the ones which the cool kids are on. <laughs> and I'm, I'm also uh, featuring on a podcast uh, which uh, is discussing more spiritual matters and things, um, which is called the Muslim Money Guys and um, uh, Ethical Finance. And that is, uh, uh, if you just search for the Muslim Money Guys, we've uh, recently interviewed Paul Pogba, the footballer, Khabib, uh, the UFC champion as well, we've uh, interviewed recently. So you can check that out too. And Betty. Well, I do create videos around uh, science, mostly electrical and with a ton of failures on my behalf in my videos and uh, which is on my YouTube channel, Electroboom or everywhere else. I'm either Electroboom or Electroboom guy because Electroboom was taken. And, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much, folks. And if you want to know more about this show, you can do that at lateralcast.com, where you can also send in your own questions. You can find us at lateralcast, pretty much everyone on social media, and at youtube.com slash lateralcast, where there are weekly video highlights. Thank you very much to Seth from Super Seth TV. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate it. Mehdi from Electroboom. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun, although I didn't win all the questions, but it was good. <laughs> and Ali Spagnola. Woohoo, this was awesome. Thanks. I've been Tom Scott, and that's been Lateral.